0: Good evening and welcome to the Snake River Lib podcast. It's the 17th of January. It's the third Monday in January and as such it is the Martin Luther King national holiday. I find it ironic that we are celebrating somebody that progressives who in the past well, Democrats in the past who have traditionally claimed ownership, that's kind of an interesting in and of itself, of the Martin Luther King narrative are about as far away from Martin Luther King's dream as you can be. They reject. The idea of a colorless society or a colorblind society. They teach that if you're white, you're racist whether or not you think you are. And by saying you're not racist, you are specifically guilty of being a racist. How about that? All they see is color. As the 1960s came to close into the 70s and since, desegregation of schools, public accommodations, restaurants, etc. has been the norm. Forced desegregation, by the way. And there was a young senator from Delaware at the time who was against it. Yes, Joe Biden. Now, personally, I would be against the idea of forced desegregation. I would say, let people in the case of schooling attend where they will you know brown versus board the old uh, the the case that overthrew separate but equal the case wasn't even about that because it was forced segregation is what brought that on but In the eyes of the law, according to Supreme Court precedent, no law was broken from the Topeka Board of Education. They were fully compliant with the law as understood since Plessy v. Ferguson. The black school that the child attended was not what you would see in most urban neighborhoods today, Rundown, subpar supplies, if any supplies, subpar teachers. It was a good school. In fact, the attorneys never argued that it was not equal. This is one of the cases, one of the things that Dr. Thomas Sowell, a libertarian economist out at Stanford University, who happens to be black, Walter Williams said that this case was the wrong case because you can look all over the country and guess what even more so today where you can look all over the country when you go into the inner cities and see schools that are the school buildings are dilapidated and education is not being successful particularly in your large cities baltimore detroit st louis these cities with large urban populations with a large underclass i would add while perhaps a majority are black in that underclass Race isn't the issue, it's the economic status that's the issue. But we can't address the issues of culture where having a father at home is the exception rather than the rule. We can't talk about that. We can't talk about a culture where someone who wants to try to learn to break out of the vicious cycle is made fun of and called white. How about that? Where you have generations of people who have been strung along by anti-poverty measures that do nothing but keep them alive so that they'll vote for those who will keep them alive we found in 1996 when welfare reform was passed that guess what people will go out and work to live if they're Strongly encouraged to do so. Benjamin Franklin uh, always argued that we should make it as difficult as possible for someone to be on welfare, on public assistance, because then they're less likely to stay on it. Now, I don't know that I would go as far as Benjamin Franklin. I do believe in a safety net. but right now our safety net costs 85 cents of every dollar that is appropriated to help the poor so who who is the true recipient of need based aid federal state and local bureaucracies are the true recipients needs based assistance think they've got a good reason to keep it going of course they do let's move on to other things filibuster I mentioned last week I believe that um, Democrats with uh, one Republican so the only principal person uh, um voting to not override the filibuster. Senator Rand Paul. It was a, a bill to to um, apply sanctions to Russia, to use it as a tool against the uh, um, try to get some leverage with uh, the issue in the Ukraine. remember when they always said that uh, Trump was uh, was uh, Putin's patsy well I guess we can kind of see now who because the administration lobbied heavily to keep that bill from going to a vote I guess we know who's Biden's daddy don't we In other news, we're going to the to the uh, Chinese propaganda fest next month in Beijing, sometimes referred to as the Winter Olympics. In spite of the civil rights and human rights abuses and the genocide going on in China, we're just going to give them a pass. Oh. But the diplomats are not going to show up well we'll see about that but in the meantime if you wanted to really send a message to china you wouldn't let any of the athletes go you know biden's put a lot of eggs in the basket of china living up to their treaty obligations regarding his trying to sell the Paris Accords and such, maybe he should ask uh, the citizens of Hong Kong about how China upholds treaty uh, language. Or if he doesn't want to ask the people of Hong Kong, why doesn't he ask uh, Boris Johnson, the Prime Minister of Britain, About what were the conditions of Britain ceding Hong Kong to China. And whether or not those conditions were met. They weren't. We're going to take a break. And when I come back, we're going to talk about our favorite subject. I can't believe we're still talking about COVID. But that's what it's going to be. So I'll be back in just a moment. And here we are, back at the Lib. And as I was sitting here thinking, I was recalling it was when I took or helped my son move from Kansas City out to Salt Lake that I first began sounding a warning bell on the civil liberties issues involved with this potential virus. We didn't know much about it at the time. The WHO, World Health Organization, had done a really good job of covering China's tracks. So at this point in 2020, we didn't really know anything about it too much. But I want to tell you about where we are as far as civil liberties today in the United States. So. Rasmussen has a poll out. Fifty eight percent of voters would appur- would oppose a proposal for federal or state governments to fine Americans who choose not to get a covid-19 vaccine. So a majority All of you people who support democracy. However. 55% of Democrat voters. Would support such a thing. Compared to 19% of Republicans. And 25% of independents. Oh. But the poll gets even better. 59% of Democrat voters would favor a government policy requiring that citizens remain confined to their homes at all times if they refuse to get a covid vaccine all likely voters 61% oppose that 79% of republicans which it's not really surprising it's that low 71% of unaffiliated voters of Democrat voters think that federal and state governments should be able to fine or imprison individuals who publicly question the efficacy of COVID vaccines on social media, television, radio, or various publications. Think that's bad? 45% of Democrats would favor governments requiring citizens to temporarily live in designated facilities or locations if they refuse to get a vaccine. Overall, that's opposed by 71% of all voters with 78% of Republicans and 64% of independents saying they would strongly oppose it. 66% of likely voters would be against governments using devices to track unvaccinated people. 47% of Democrats favor such a thing. Think that's cool? Oh, it gets even better. The Salt Lake Tribune has argued that the government should be able to call out the National Guard and either lock you in your homes if you're unvaccinated or to take you to a camp having just visited Auschwitz, the experience down at Union Station in Kansas City, we might say, what happened at Auschwitz could never happen here. And while the extermination or the genocide of the Jewish and people as well as gypsies and the mentally and physically handicapped homosexuals. While that occurred at Auschwitz and did not occur in the United States, did you know that the United States government under FDR rounded up a group of people by their race and put them in the camps during World War II? Did you know that that was upheld by the Supreme Court? Because of the fear, or that's what was the excuse, the fear that Japanese Americans in Hawaii and primarily the west coast of the United States might be loyal to the emperor as opposed to the United States government. Japanese Americans were rounded up and put into camps. And yes, the Supreme Court did. Uphold that action. So when you come to me and you say, well, the Supreme Court said this, that, or the other, I'm going to say, yeah, well, they also said that it was okay for the federal government to round up Japanese Americans and put them into camps like the Germans did with the Jews. Because the Supreme Court did say that. And then I'm going to point out the Supreme Court also said that blacks were not human. Because the Supreme Court said that. So forgive me if my allegiance is not necessarily to Supreme Court precedent so much as it is to the Constitution. Supreme Court precedent, assuming it's this at all, is an interpretation of the Constitution at the moment, or rather the constitutionality of a given law at the moment. We just saw the Supreme Court say, while private employers cannot, or the federal government cannot mandate through their OSHA requirement, but they also made it pretty pretty obvious that they didn't want to see any shenanigans from any other executive branch office. What they let stand, I mean, Roberts is no surprise, but Kavanaugh went with the libs. The progressives and said oh if you receive Medicare or if you treat Medicare or Medicaid patients you have to be vaccinated not thinking about the consequences of that because what are some of the consequences of what a mandate like that can mean If you've got doctors that are and nurses that are currently not vaccinated, they are making a conscious choice to not be so. And no one has as yet given me an explanation why, why doctors and nurses, by the thousands, are choosing to not partake of this miracle cure. I know it's not a miracle cure. I'm just saying that for effect. But if they haven't been, then they're choosing not to be. And here's the thing. My doctor told me one time that every time, I mean, he has Medicaid patients and he has to take, he takes them. But he told me that every Medicaid patient that walks through his door he loses money because the reimbursement from Medicaid is not enough to cover his overhead costs. So he loses money with a Medicaid patient. What's to stop a doctor that is having to either lose his practice if he doesn't get vaccinated? from dropping his Medicaid and Medicare patients. And say that he can no longer provide services for them. Because that's nominally what would happen if he got fired from um, whatever health group he's with or she, what if all the doctors that did want to get vaccinated did that? Where would those patients go to redeem their health care, their health insurance? Anyone? Anyone? But it gets better than that with regards to this mandate for health care workers. While the vast majority of people in this country are vaccinated, there are probably some that are not. And some of them may be taking care of, maybe the primary caretaker or caregiver, whatever the word is of somebody who's on Medicare, or Medicare and Medicaid. And perhaps that person, because they are the primary caregiver, receive um, a stipend as part of the the Medicare-Medicaid package for doing so. Who's going to be the caregiver then when that person can no longer do it? Because, again, just like the doctors and nurses, somebody taking care of somebody that's elderly or disabled, if they want to, wanted to be vaccinated, they would have already been vaccinated. So they're choosing not to be. Will the federal government enforce their mandate on that level? Senator Dr. Rand Paul has a, a, a tweeted out a something cuz he was banished from uh, or suspended from YouTube because he was simply pointing out what everybody's always known and stated is that cloth masks are all but completely ineffective against virus transmission. The CDC is essentially said as such, and, and even worse, an outright quote by a CNN medical analyst said that cloth face masks are no more than facial decorations. That the weave is insufficient to prevent the virus from going through either direction. And at best, they only provide the report of, of droplets. They only provide protection from droplets. You know, they catch the sneezes going either direction. But guess what? If you touch that face mask, well, there you have it. I never would have thought that two years later we would still be talking about this. Of course, the lib has always maintained that that you should talk to your doctor. And if your doctor thinks that it would be wise for you to get a shot, get the vaccination, you should. The lib has gotten, is fully vaccinated and is anticipating going sometime in the next two weeks to get a booster shot. Lib also, when he goes to Walmart, even if he's not working, that's a part-time job that I have where I have to wear a mask. But even when I go to Walmart and other places, if they ask you to wear a mask, or even if a business mandates it, I'm all for that. I don't care. If I don't want to wear a mask, I won't go in. But if a business has that request, I always honor it. Far different, far different than the government gun being placed to your temple or to your wallet. Saying, if you do not comply, we're going to take everything away from you. Or, as Democrats would have it, lock you in your house or round you up and take you to a prison. Not my poll. I'll probably link the poll uh, in the remarks. See how easy it is? People wonder how the German populations just sat back while The Holocaust happened. Of course, some Americans today, people in the Middle East, uh, believe the Holocaust never happened. That's all right. They can believe whatever they want. I mean, maybe they believe in the tooth fairy, too. Now you see how easy it is. Maybe instead of a Star of David sewn on their coats, they can put a a, a COVID symbol so that everybody can see them, just like a, a leper's bell. Maybe that's the answer. Jeez, morons. It's the Snake River Lib. Your freedoms and liberties are at risk. Pay very close attention to what is happening around you. It's Lib. Good night.